Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Welcome to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Dell challenges the status quo, questions everything, and empowers you to return to your core beliefs to make your life better. If you're ready to hear the truth and get your roadmap to the lifestyle you really want, the next hour will change your life. And now your host, self-made millionaire, national award-winning investor of the year, CEO and founder of Lifestyles Unlimited, Del Wamsley. I'm your host, Del Wamsley, and with me today here on Tell Dell is Mr. Steve Tennyson. Now, before we get into interviewing Steve, I just want to give you a few facts because there's so much on his resume that I think that I want to just list some of it out to intrigue you to want to listen to this show today. First of all, I've got an individual that came here at Lifestyles with about $250,000 in net worth, and in a short period of time, he built that to $4.3 million of net worth. He not only did that, he went through a painful divorce and came out the other side of it and reworked his life. During that time, he ran into the pandemic. So you've got this catastrophe, disaster, catastrophe, disaster cycle going on. He comes out of that by winning multiple awards with his apartment complex. And we've got a local award here in Houston, which is the Property of the Year Award in 2020. Then he goes on and wins the 2021 Community Crisis Response of the Year Award. He's also been featured in People Magazine, and he's been in The Abode, which is the Houston Apartment Association's magazine. He's been interviewed on Fox News about the crisis of COVID and how landlords were working their way through it and helping their tenants get through it. His story goes on and on and on. And I just wanted to lay out some of the facts for you before we start digging in so that you will understand that you're going to have to listen to the whole show to get a good glimpse into Steve's life. So, Steve, welcome to the show. Thank you, Dell. It's a pleasure to be here. 2004. You're an engineer. You're a very technical guy. You've got degrees and degrees and more degrees and different things. Just didn't <laughs> like your job, huh? I, I like my work. I just got, uh, I got tired of working for other people. I got what you call bosses syndrome. <laughs> yeah, I call and it and bad, you told me bad the only cure for syndrome. bosses syndrome yeah, is, is to go run your own business. <laughs> exactly. Bad boss disease is what I call it. That's yep. no doubt. All right, so you decided to go out and you looked into lifestyles, decided to become a member, and I usually go deeply into you know how you did that and found that, but you've got so much to talk about, I'm just going to just glance at this. What attracted you as a very analytical person that you are to come to lifestyles and, and get started here? I mean, the first thing that got me in the door was your slogan, your quote, free yourself from corporate America by establishing passive streams of income through real estate investing. And when I heard that, I, I was ready to be free. I, 
You know, I had had a, a high-tech career for 13 years in seven different jobs, very unstable. I, I made good money, but it was not, I had no security for me or my family. And then when I went to Lifestyles, you know, because I'm a numbers guy, I saw what you were laying out as a plan, as a model to, to achieve that financial freedom. And it made sense. Now, I didn't know anything about real estate. You know, I bought my own home, but I'd never, you know, invested like that. But like I said, the business model, the map that you guys laid out, it all made sense numerically. So I was, I was in. When you uh, got into your first deal, you hitched your wagon to one of our uh, leading superstars at the time. And uh, then you went on and got in bed with another, and I don't mean it, but we got into business with, got into business <laughs> with another one. We were close, but we weren't that close. <laughs> uh, another one of our superstars. When, I guess the question I want to get to is that when you came out of the blocks, the first couple of deals you got into with people, they were all leaders in the industry. Yeah. And so yeah. was that part of your plan, or did that just happen? Well... My, my original plan, because I didn't really understand lifestyles, I thought I was going to you know, join and buy a bunch of rent houses, and I found out that to achieve that financial freedom that I wanted, I was going to have to own a couple of dozen to replace my earned income. And you, you told me, you know, there's no way. You, know, you, you, you have a full-time job. you got a family. you got a baby. You know, it's just go, go find yourself a lead, uh, invest your money with him, and build up your capital so that, that you can eventually go do your own deal. Because I had enough net worth at that time that I was close but not quite, and this was just to kind of like push me into, you know, into my own situation. And so, and so I did that. I invested with Emery, and that was a good move. And then later, uh, my, my wife at the time, my ex-wife, she had a, a windfall from a, a, an inheritance and she gave me gave me uh, like two hundred and sixty thousand to go invest in whatever I wanted, and I put all of it with IRA, and that ended up being the best move I ever made. Because <laughs> IRA and I became good friends. We would drive around, we'd look at properties together, we'd analyze deals together, we'd argue, fight, and 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 figure out how to make this stuff work. Also, while applying the 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 kind of value play concept that Emory had brought to lifestyles. And, uh, and together, we just started acquiring one deal after another. Like when one would refinance, I'd invest all the money in the next deal. And when that one refinanced, I put money in the next deal. And keep, kept doing that until I had, you know, the one deal with Emory and four with Ira. And really, the four with Ira was all invested with the same money because they just kept refinancing. And I kept putting the money back in, back in, back in. Uh, and it was always everything I had. <laughs> so I was kind of like throwing the ball long, but every time I threw it, uh, Ira caught it and ran with it, which was great. Yeah, you guys had a, quite a good long run of success there. And yeah. what, I'm, what I'm doing right now, I'm trying to process in my mind kind of the timetable of this because I wanted to bring in, bring in two items, and I don't know which one to bring in first, and I guess is that eventually you went on and bought your own deal. But I yeah. think we're going we're gonna to let that one sit for a second because I want to get into details on that deal. So let's talk about this. Devastating blows in your life. The wife and you get divorced because she had invested with you and you guys split up that some of those assets got split apart between yeah. the two of you. That's a devastating thing to see happen. And then Ira dies. And yeah. that's your bread and butter, man. And when he goes away, that whole portfolio becomes unstable. How did you get through all that, Steve? I mean, that's a lot of that's a lot of beating down and burden in a couple of years period of time there. I mean, Ira was, I mean, yeah, he was my bread and butter. He was also my, my best friend. Uh, and I worked for him uh, for 10 years. 
when he had his property management company, I was his director of operations. And then even after, you know, I went off to go buy my own deal, he invested in my deal. And, and we still talked all the time. And I kept doing stuff for him and he helped me. And it was just, I don't know, it was, as you say, devastating to lose him. You know, Ira kind of kicked me out of the nest so I could go do my own deal. I bought the deal in uh, August of 2017. And then within months, my, my wife uh, files divorce on me. And I spent the next year and a half because it was kind of a high net worth, complicated divorce and settlements were hard to come by. And, and the ultimate settlement was to split the assets 50-50. Now you have to understand she has a job and I don't have a job or I don't have W-2 job, right? All my, all my income is from investing from these properties that we own jointly. And when she took half, I lost half my income and had no job. Wow. So that was financially devastating for me. My, I had net worth. I quit the divorce with about $2 million in net worth, but my income was barely enough to pay the bills. And then not long after that, Ira passed away. And so, yeah, it was, it was a very discouraging stretch. And I bought the property that I bought, Mirabella, it struggled for years through one you know, calamity after another, whether it was road construction, rodent infestation, murders on the property, just everything that could go wrong went wrong with that deal. And, and especially through the divorce, I remembered, again, something that you talked about in Lifestyles, how it doesn't matter what's going on in your personal life. You have to show up and do your job, do your duty to yourself, your family, your investors, your community, your employees. You talked about Johnny Carson. And how, you know, the Tonight Show guy, right? Uh, And how he went through multiple divorces while still doing his show. Every night he would get up on stage and the band, you know, Doc Severinsen would play and he'd come out and do his monologue and joke around with the big guy. (laughs) Now, from the files of Del Wamsley. But my friends, it's the real secret. Number one, for you to become financially free. And number two, for you to be happy. It's not the money, it's the lifestyle, the quality of life. So you're a little kid. You are totally dependent on your parents taking care of you. So now you get a little older and you're looking for a little independence so that you want some money in your hand that you can spend. So you ask for an allowance or you go get yourself a little part-time job and now you have a microcosm of independence. You have $100 a week to spend, whatever it is, 50, 100, 200. That is you drawing on your need for independence. Now, society wants you to be dependent though. And so they are going to keep you under control by most parents are going to want to control even your earnings. They're going to tell you that they'll give you an allowance if you do this, if you do that, whatever, blah, blah, blah. So they're still in control. And as a dependent person, you know no other way but to do what they tell you to do. That's just what dependency is. They tell you, you do it. Now, interestingly enough, as you move along, your need for independence grows. After the break, get right back with Steve Tennyson and the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs 
needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker of yours. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Nerds. Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Ready to level up your financial game? Let NerdWallet guide you with smart strategies for lasting success. Get savvy tax planning pointers to maximize your savings, money-saving travel tips for your next family getaway, and investing insights like how a 529 plan can help you send your kids to college. Unlock the key to saving to help you earn more money. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you in 2024. Welcome back. Now here's some more unconventional wisdom to set you free from the man on a mission to retire America one person at a time, Del Wamsley. Welcome back to the Del Wamsley Radio Show. With me here today on Tell Dell Tuesday is Steve Tennyson out of Houston, Texas. And Steve's story is the telltale lemons into lemonade story. You know, had a job that he was unhappy with, uh, decided to get out of it. Got into being an entrepreneur, took a quarter million dollars, turned it into $4.3 million. World was his lemonade. He was rocking it. Had a great friendship with Ira Gross, uh, who was very successful and and invested with him in multiple deals, at least four or five of them together they did. And uh, then all of a sudden the bottom falls out. Wife and him get a divorce. And did you get the daughter or did she get the daughter? Uh, Well, the daughter was old enough that She's like 20 now, so there, there wasn't a contest in that regard. We did joint custody. Okay. So we went through the divorce, and then you, before you, Ira died, he motivated you to go out and get into being an, a lead investor yourself. You became a lead investor, bought a property, and then just it was almost like there was a proverbial storm. I'm going to leave out the <laughs> expletive. <laughs> Everything that could go wrong did go wrong. Yeah. I mean, you want to hear the, the early Mirabella story? <laughs> yeah, go ahead and tell the story, because sure. I just want people to understand that you're still smiling and laughing right now. And like the last time I talked to you, you were almost crying. So I just go, go ahead tell the story. <laughs> yeah, so when I first saw Mirabella, like I, I went there with the broker, with a lifestyles broker to look at it, and it was not pretty. It was not at all what I wanted to buy. But I knew the neighborhood it was located in, and I saw the potential that this property had, and I bought it. I bought it anyways because I had that vision of what it could be. And, um, and, and I got investors. You know, They believed in me. They invested their money, and we all went and bought this place. And that first, uh, upon closing, my manager went to walk the property. She says, boss, you said this place was supposed to be 86% occupied. It's actually 72% occupied. And a lot of the people that we do have, they don't belong here. Wow. Well, that wasn't great. Yeah. So that first that first summer, uh, we bought it in August. Well, at that, at that very same time, I've got to ask you this question, and I'm going to let you get back to this little continuum you have of stuff that went wrong. But <laughs> at that very same time that you bought that is when I think your wife and you got divorced. Did she divorce yeah. you because you bought this ugly thing? Now, that's kind of a tongue-in-cheek question, but maybe not. You know, it's, it's a dangerous thing to ask a man why his wife divorced him. We saw the world so very differently. I come from a family that loves America, strong military tradition, and she just came from a totally different background. 
And, and we, we hung it together for a while and, and, you know, had a lovely daughter who we were both very proud of. She's in college now. But I think ultimately she just decided she'd had enough. Her, she just said, I'm tired of being married. And that was her wow. reason for, for filing. And I'm like, all right, so I, we're not going to blame this one on Marabella then. Because uh, I'm just going <laughs> to add that to the list of things that Marabella had brought to your life that was so unpleasant. She refused to go look at the property when I said, you know, honey, I just bought a, you know, this property. It's, you know, my business now. You want to come look at it? She's like, no. And then, uh, so I bought it in August, and that November she filed. Uh, so that was my, my Thanksgiving. Um, and then, you know, we found out that the, that the place was very poorly occupied. There was way more deferred maintenance than what I, was, I saw during due diligence. Uh, a lot more challenges in that regard. But my plan at that point became, man, let's just, let's just get units ready quickly as we can. Never mind the rehab plan, the, you know, the interior upgrades. I need income. Because the longer I let this you know, vacancy issue last, the more I'm spending my rehab budget on vacancy loss. And so we just we we did specials. We you know whatever it took to get people to get to get bodies in apartments paying rent so we could get back to break even. And we did, and, and we actually did it over the the holiday season, which is usually the slow season for apartments. But we filled it well enough until the next year when the city came and tore up our street. 2017 wasn't a bad year for apartments. Actually, it was a pretty good year. So you were able to get back on your feet. But then they yeah. by tearing up your street, they limited access to your property. Yeah, yeah. So my, my street is like one of those little Houston streets. There's two lanes with ditches on both sides. And they tore up one whole side of it, putting in a new gas line. And then they, they closed the other end of the street because they were working on that street. Uh, so it was a one-lane, uh, dead-end street. And they were also building uh, townhomes on the street. So I had construction equipment up and down the street all day long. And it was literally a construction zone. Uh, and my property was right in the middle of it. And then, and then down on Shepherd. Uh, where how you get to my property, there was a big sign that said road closed. <laughs> How's that for advertising? <laughs> oh, man. So uh, I jumped on the Internet. I made sure everybody could see us on Google Maps. Uh, and we got some prospects, but not a lot. Nobody wanted to live in my, my It was dirty. It was loud. It was hard to get out of the parking lot sometimes. So we lost all of the occupancy that we gained. We lost it again. Uh, and that was the, the summer of 2018. So I lost my second good leasing season. Mirabella is the street that comes off of North Shepherd, north of 610 Loop, right? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's Oak Street between North Shepherd and Brinkman. Right yeah, I used to own, at, uh, I know where it is. Durham. I used to own five properties right there. Yeah, you had all the candlelight properties. I had three candlelights, and then I had Garden Oaks, and then I had one other around the corner from there, little small one. So yeah, I know that area exactly. So that street, man, if that street was torn up, you're right. There's no way to get in there. Yeah. Especially, you know, the guys with the big trucks, they're like, they're scraping mirrors, get, trying to get past all the diggers and the, <laughs> and the, and the barrels and whatever they got set up. It was terrible. Wow. But yeah. That was, that was all of 2018. They spent the whole summer doing all that. And then finally they finished and it, it's great. Now I got a gas line that doesn't break. And Brinkman Street is beautiful. New sidewalks, new paving. They lowered it to help the drainage. But while they were putting it in, it was tough. And then, over, again, over the non-leasing season, over the holidays, we managed to build occupancy back again, you know, a little by little. And then uh, the, the summer of 2018 is when we had an inexplicable, unexplainable rodent infestation. We had field mites. We have a bunch of empty fields next to the property. And they all just decided Mirabella was a great place, and they wanted to move in, too. <laughs> so, of course, I called you know, my professional pest control company, and they set up traps and put poison everywhere. 
And, and we started filling holes on the exterior of the property. Because remember, this is like a 70, 60, 70-year-old property. So, you know, we had cracks and stuff in the brick, and we just started filling holes. And, and little by little, the problem, you know, went away. But during that summer, people just left in droves. There were so many mice, they couldn't cope. People would sign a lease, stay for a couple of months, and just leave in the middle of the night. And it was because they didn't want to live with mice. And who wouldn't? I can't blame them. But we did get on top of the problem. We did eventually solve it. But that was pretty much ate up leasing season 20, what, 19, I think now. Just gone. Occupancy fell. And then my manager quit because she was frustrated because she couldn't make the deal. All right, Steve, we got to go to break, man. We'll come back and get the rest of the story after the break. Del Wamsley on how to live the lifestyle. It's going to take you 26, 27 years of your life to go through the system. During that entire time, you will do exactly what the system tells you to do. You will sit where you're told to sit, be quiet, shut up, and don't think outside of the box. School was designed to create dependent people to work in corporate America. I remember when I was in kindergarten, I got my first report card. I ran home to mom as fast as I could. I said, mother, mother, I'm famous already. I'm only in kindergarten. I'm already famous. My mother opened the report card and in the bottom where there was a place where the teacher could write something. The teacher wrote, your son is infamous for talking out in class. And my mother had to explain to me what infamous meant compared to famous. I'm infamous for talking out against the discipline that makes you believe that you need to be dependent the rest of your life. We'll be right back. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. (laughs) Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. 
Welcome back. Now here's some more unconventional wisdom to set you free from the man on a mission to retire America one person at a time, Del Wamsley. Welcome back to Del Wamsley Radio Show. With me here today is Steve Tennyson, and Steve is uh, our Tell Del Show interview for today. And he's been telling us a story of going from success to unhappiness in his job, to quitting and then becoming an entrepreneur, taking a quarter of a million dollars, turning it into four and a half million dollars, a quarter of a million, 250,000, turning it into four and a half million dollars, and then a series of challenges in his life, a divorce that comes up, and then he, right when he was buying his first property as a lead investor, all of his investing previous that had been as a passive who was also uh, co-managing with the person he was passive with. But he decided to step on his own, bought his first property, and the property turns out to be just a real problem. He's got every problem in the book. First of all, the property's old as death itself, I know, because I used to have properties right around it. I looked to buy it myself, and I walked away from it many, 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 many years ago. And so you own it now. It's even older than when I looked at it. And then you've got all the situation, the massive deferred maintenance on this thing. And then you've got the fact that they uh, had a field mice infestation, and then they had uh, the road shut down in front of them, and there's only one way in and one way out of this thing, and that road was shut down. Steve, you think it couldn't end, but then you had COVID. <laughs> As if that wasn't enough, right at the apex, COVID starts. Tell us how that affected you. Yeah. Well, so my, my manager quit because she was sick of the place and not being able to achieve the results that she hoped she could. And not my new manager, Rosemary, I hired her, and she turned the place around. It was going right in the right direction for the first time in a long time, and that's when COVID hit. And... We decided, because this has affected a lot of property owners, a lot of rental owners, that their residents couldn't pay their rent anymore, and they were trying to get these people out of their property so that they could you know, keep making money and keep paying their bills. But at Mirabella, we decided instead of trying to get rid of people, we would do everything we could to keep them, to help them. And Rosemary helped people track down their stimulus checks when the government was doing the stimulus checks. Even though it was a drop in the bucket, it helped, right? And she helped people file for unemployment, folks who had lost their job because the government made work illegal. She helped people get on food stamps so they, they could eat. Because the thing that the government didn't understand when they locked down the economy was that there's a lot of people, like my customers, who live paycheck to paycheck, hand to mouth. And when you tell them they can't go to work, you know, homelessness happens. Hunger happens. Fear, desperation. My people were, were desperate and hungry and fearful, and we helped them as much as we could. And the church, uh, you remember Community of Faith Church on Pinemont? Yes. In fact, uh, yeah. when we had the big hurricane there, the HUD, president of HUD, I think his name was Cisneros from San Antonio, yeah. he had come up there with the mayor at that church, and that's where they were departing all the food and water they were giving. And I used to go there because I own all those properties there and take my special the seniors place and get my pickup truck mm -hmm. and fill it, you know, five foot high in the back of the pickup bed and go up and down the street and feed those people over there. So I know exactly what yeah. program you're talking about, man. You got in yeah. that too? Oh, absolutely. It started, they offered us food to feed the kids who were home from school. Because when they shut down the schools, a lot of my kids are, are like uh, low income free lunch kids. And when they couldn't go to school, they lost their best meal of the day. And so the church would bring lunches for the kids, like 25 lunches, because we didn't have a lot of kids. But once they got there, they realized the adults were hungry. So a 25 lunches turned into like 150 lunches every day, Monday through Friday. And it was so much, they said, we can't stay here and hand out these lunches. Can you please hand them out for us? And so my employees would spend like two hours out of the middle of the day just handing out lunches when they should be on their own lunch break. 
And then they started their food drive program there at the church where people would drive through and they'd load food into their trunks. We volunteered for that. And I told my employees, I said, you don't have to go. You know, it's okay if you don't want to go. But if you do go, you can stay on the clock. I'll pay you for your time. So we would go for two hours in the middle of the day during the busiest part, and we would help our community. And if there was food left over, you know, because we helped the church with their program, they would call us and say, hey, we got butter, we got apples, milk, whatever they had. And we would go there with a couple of trucks and bring it back for our residents. And if we had food left over from that, we would distribute it throughout the neighborhood, like the, the other rent houses, the property down the street. There was con- the construction guys, you know, thank God they were working. But uh, we would bring them food. And if there was uh, still food left over, my employees would take it to their churches and hand it out at their churches. So we became part of that food distribution network, helping not just my residents, but the whole community. Let me ask you a question. When I was doing that, they had come up with this stupid rule that the only way you could get food is if you could drive. You couldn't walk on site to get the food. You had to drive no, up you can, to get you the can food. You can walk on now. Okay, they had it that way, and I, that's when I went there, and I, went, I brought the news, because the news people, I told them, look, this is, this is something that's really wrong with this, because, look, I own a senior citizen yeah. place right down the street. Those people don't have cars. They can't drive yeah. for here and get the food. So when I met with Cisneros there, that's when they decided, okay, we'll let you, if you can prove you've got a place, take the food with you. Well, like you said, once I started taking the food, they started wanting me to give it to everybody. So I became yeah. a delivery truck. I got pictures of me and my F-250 driving <laughs> up and down Pine Mile with people waving at me and stuff, man. It's just crazy. So I know exactly That's what you're great. talking about. And that community over there, it needs stuff like that. That The other thing about yeah. what you're talking about here, about helping those people, Steve, a lot of them are uneducated. Some of them can't even read and write. And that's why it was so important. I mean, yes, the unemployment was out there. The food stamps were out there. A lot of our people were not sophisticated enough to to apply for that help. And when the rent release money came out, never mind them signing up. Forget it. My manager signed up everybody who owned the balance. And then she would go to them and get the information to complete the application. Which isn't easy, by the way. There's a lot of information you had to obtain. Yeah, driver's license, medical bills the lease, the, yeah, that was your last paycheck when you had a job. Yeah, it, you know, it's a lot of stuff that people don't always have just laying around, and Rosemary would, would keep hounding them, says, look, I'm going to get your rent paid, have faith, work with us, and everybody did. It was wonderful. Oh, and, and while a bu- all, most properties were, had, they stopped doing uh, resident events because of COVID, you know, they didn't want to accidentally make people sick or whatever, we had extra events at Mirabella because people were all home, they weren't working, and they were in front of their TVs watching the news and just getting more freaked out and depressed by the hour. And so we did, we celebrated Easter, we did Thanksgiving, Christmas, everything we could think of to get people out of their homes to at least get out in the sunshine and look around and say hello to their neighbors and give them hope, give them a reason to get away from their TV set and to feel normal again. So how long did this go on, Steve? I mean, in a way, it's still going on. We're still getting food for the kids. But uh, at this point, most of the adults are back to working. We still have people signing up for rental assistance because we still have a few stragglers who, a lot of these people, they, ha- they had one job, and it was their whole life. And when they lost it, they couldn't get it back. Now they're like kind of teetering from one job to the next, one opportunity to the next, and sometimes they have income and sometimes they don't. And I hope eventually they settle down into a stable situation. But it's, there's still like echoes reverberating from that whole shutdown that my people, some of them are still suffering from it. Yeah. We've only got a minute and a half left here. Quick question, then we're going to change the topic completely. And the quick question is, were you able to recover as far as occupancy? Have you filled it back up again? Yes. Because of what we did for our residents, we have the best reputation in the neighborhood. 
the property filled up to 100%. Our turnover dropped to as low as 15%. Everybody wanted to live here. Nobody wanted to leave. And anybody who could pay rent did pay rent because they could see what we were doing for them and for the community. So, yeah, occupancy went up, income went up, NOI went up, and we refinanced the deal. Excellent. When we come back from the break, Steve, I want to talk about all the outcome of this as far as all the publicity, the accolades, the awards and stuff that you guys garnered for your service to your local residents and neighborhood. In fact, everything, the whole area. So we're going to want to cover that. If you get your list out of all those things, because I know it's so long, I'd have to go to the list to remember. (laughs) But uh, we definitely want to get to that when we get back from the break. Now more intel to build a better lifestyle from Dell Wamsley. When you own your own business, it may not be big. It is flexible time-wise. It is flexible growth-wise. And I remember when I started my business, it only took me like 10 houses to replace my total income. I was only making $3,500 a month take-home pay. Real estate investing, when done correctly, is tax-free, so I only needed to make $3,500 of take-home pay, which was very easy to do. And once I had that, then I had the choice to be able to leave my corporate America job, which I did. And even though I had done that, I still realized I want to make more money, just like when I was on the corporate America ladder. Now we're in column number two. We are on the independent ladder, and we want to grow up that ladder. But the beauty of the ladder is, is that there's nobody else on the ladder. I can grow as high as I want to grow, and I've bought more houses and more houses and more houses. Eventually, I had over 100 houses, and there was no one there to say, you can't have 10 more houses. You'll be beating me. At the very same time, I had the the space and time of being independent to be able to look around and go, Hey, Sue, you're doing that wrong. Come on over to my training program. Let me show you how to do it. I'm up here with 100 houses. You're struggling with one or two. You don't know what you're doing. Come over here and I'll help you. And so I started another ladder, an educational ladder, and I've got my investments. Now I'm doing double duty. Wow, with all these houses, all these apartments I'm owning, and then I also had this seminar business and educational business, and that's when being independent lost its charm. What I wanted to do was to hire other people to run my businesses. We'll be right back with Steve Tennyson and the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Tacovis is a terrific boot brand, and they're bringing a fresh perspective to heritage boot making. So they've carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots. But they've innovated on comfort, style, and service. As someone who tries to pursue a minimalist lifestyle, I highly value quality over quantity. And I'm telling you, you can't find a higher quality boot than Tacovis. Their Western boots for men and women are handmade. Handmade from the most premium leathers with over 200 time-honored individual steps. Also, did I mention that they are Austin-designed, Texas-tested, and handmade down in the boot-making capital of the world, Leon, Mexico? And also, if you've ever wondered if you can pull off cowboy boots, which is something that I was thinking, you should pull on a pair of Tacovas, and you'll see. Just do a quick search for Tacovas on social media and you'll see how adorably styled these boots can be. Visit tacovas.com, that's T E C O V A S.com, and point your toes west. As we turn the corner into the new year, a lot of people are looking to get healthier. That includes Hero Bread, who have just launched their new recipe using heart healthy olive oil. Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, 
Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. All with no compromise on the taste, texture, and bready goodness you expect from your favorites. Now they're listening to their fans and updating their recipe with olive oil, an antioxidant-rich oil that's been shown to reduce cholesterol and minimize the risk of heart disease. Try it today with code HERO10 for 10% off your purchase at HERO.CO. That's code H-E-R-O-10 for 10% off at Hero.co. Dana Carvey and David Spade here. You might know our podcast, Fly on the Wall. We decided to do a spinoff called Superfly, and it's fun. It's just two of us riffing on current events, pop culture. When I looked up the flight, when that door flew off, these people were dead yeah. silent. Everyone just quiet. I don't think I could contain it. I think that's free reign to wail on your call button in that situation. <laughs> bung, 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 bung. Hey, I don't want to be a pest. Was there a door when I got up? <laughs> Listen to and follow Superfly on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. Welcome back. Now here's some more unconventional wisdom to set you free from the man on a mission to retire America, one person at a time, Del Wamsley. Welcome back to the Del Wamsley Radio Show. With me here today on Tell Del Tuesday is Steve Tennyson out of Houston, Texas. Steve has won multiple different awards and has today shared with us a story that is up and down as much as any roller coaster life that you could have uh, heard the story on before. Now we're at the end here and we're talking about coming out the other end of that really just disastrous experience that ended in and or is still ending in the COVID experience that we're all going through right now. So Steve, um, let's talk about this. Uh, you tell me the order you want to explain it in, but you basically started getting some recognition. So how yeah. and when did this all start and what did it mean to you? I mean, it started because of how we were taking care of our customers. In, in all of 2020, when you know evictions were making the news, we only evicted one resident, and it was because she refused to take assistance and refused to pay her rent, even though we knew she had income. And, you know, that's why there's a thing called eviction, because some people just don't pay when they could. So she's gone. But only one. And then in 2020, I think we've had one or, one or two. So we, we really have done everything we could to keep people in their homes and gone above and beyond for our residents because, you know, like I said, they're not fancy people. They live hand to mouth, and uh, we help them stay in their homes and stay fed. And that's really where all the awards came in, caring enough about my customers, my good customers who couldn't pay for no fault of their own, and finding a way to keep them so that they can continue to be my customers. And, and that's where the awards came from, that sort of proactive, that creative approach, that uh, compassion. And, and really the first person that won an award was my manager, uh, Zego, the uh, payment processing company. They have their own property manager hero award, and Rosemary won that just hands down. They said it was a slam dunk. Nobody was even <laughs> close. <laughs> and uh, when she won that award, she's like, well, you know, those ACA do awards. I was like, yeah, let's, let's apply for one of those. And we, and I applied and we won it, the, the property award. And then once you win a, a local apartment association award, the national association then invites you to apply for a national award. And I signed up for two for the property award and for the community crisis response award. And I knew I was going to win that one. We just knew it. And sure enough, we did. Uh, but we were a finalist for the, for the property award. I guess they figured I, I needed to share. <laughs> And then I finally I applied for Independent Owner of the Year. And it's funny, when I first started, I, I was not looking for awards. 
I was just trying to take care of my business. And at first I was trying to survive, and then I was trying to help my customers survive. And awards were the last thing in my mind. But once I started to apply and started to tell my story on paper to apply for these awards, I'm like, holy cow, look at what we've done. And I felt proud that this is what I do for a living. I'm not just a landlord. I'm part of a community. I can make real a real difference in this neighborhood with my customers and help them overcome one of the you know greatest disasters of our lifetime. And so, of course, we won awards, left and right. And I feel good about that. And it's and a lot different from being an engineer, you know, working in a cubicle. Yeah, on, no doubt. Things and not really talking to people. And now being plugged into the network that Lifestyles has and my fellow leads, who we were all struggling trying to figure this stuff out. And we all shared information and we all helped each other. And we're all trying to help our customers stay in their homes. It's meant a lot to me. I, I'm really excited now about what I do for a living. Whereas before, I made a good paycheck, but there was no passion there. Today, you can tell. <laughs> Probably, even on the other end of the phone, there's passion here today. And that means something to me. That gives me a reason to get up in the morning and do what I do for myself, my family, my investors, my employees, and my customers. It all makes a difference. So what's the plan now from this point forward? Because uh, that was a heck of a story, but it's only just the beginning of the rest of the story. What's the future look like for you? Well, I got Mirabella refinanced like I had planned to do. I mean, it took a lot longer than I thought, but I was able to refinance the deal, give my investors back a significant portion of the equity that they had invested. And we still have positive cash flow, which is great. And I held back a little bit of money to, to do more renovations on Mirabella because it's an old property and needs more work. But I want to go buy another apartment complex. Believe it or not, I want to go buy another apartment complex. <laughs> because I know now, if I can survive Mirabella <laughs> and everything that happened, I feel like I can do anything, really. Or at least I can go buy, you know, maybe a normal apartment complex. One of those that, you know, like my friends run that have nowhere near the drama that I've endured. That's what I want. Yeah. Freddie, I have investors who are excited to, to help me do that, so I'm grateful you, to them. you got to get the one where the, the worst complaint you have is the washing machine doesn't work this week or something. You know, that's the kind yeah, of we have. Yeah, my dishwasher's broken. <laughs> yeah. So um, we're gonna looking forward to another one for you, Steve. I know that you say this yeah. meant a lot to you, but I remember when you were telling me this story the first time before I'd ever heard it before, you broke down in tears, man. I don't know if you remember that, but you just lost it while you were telling the story to me. So I, I'm glad you took the time to tell me. It's a story that need to get out there because the society, it needs more of that kind of caring and appreciation and love. And at the same time, it needs more people out there making money. So I'm yeah. really hopeful that the next one you'll pick, uh, you'll be a little more discerning on and uh, <laughs> have the, the successes come much quicker and much easier for you this next time. I appreciate you, you coming on. And sharing your story, Steve. Thank you, Dell. I enjoyed it. Thank you so much. Folks, think about what you just heard. Maybe listen to it again on the podcast. And when you think that you've got it tough, and you think that you've gone through a tough stretch, pick this up and listen to it again. Because it just makes you realize two things. One, how lucky you are. And number two, what the opportunities are in this world to succeed the unlimited opportunities, even in very tough situations. Del Wamsley offers some tips on a better lifestyle. Often times in seminars, pull out my set of keys and you'll see there's two keys on my key ring, one for my car and one for my house. 
I own 17 businesses. Why no keys? If I owned a key, someone would want me to open or close the business. I don't go to the businesses. Once you go, they want you to do stuff that's their job to do. People ask me all the time, Don't can I have your card? I don't have a card. You have to have a job to have a card. There has to be a reason for you to contact me. In fact, my wife was being funny one Christmas and she bought me business cards, which she knows I hate and won't carry. And she got me a little gold business card carrier. As I opened the carrier, I go, you know I'm not going to use this. Why would you waste your money? She goes, open up the... And it was the cards. And I said, oh my gosh, you got me cards. And I looked at the card, you know what it said? I'll call you. So for the rest of you out there, remember this. Steve, myself, and the rest of us, we're not doing this for some money. We're doing it for the lifestyle. Have a wonderful day. We'll see you tomorrow. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. Nerds! Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Sometimes you need a change of pace. That includes your finances. Get smart with your budgeting with financial tips straight from the nerds. NerdWallet's trusted experts will set future you up for success by untangling today's web of financial misinformation. Learn about smart investing strategies, tax planning pointers, and travel tips to save on a fun family getaway. Maybe somewhere tropical? Spring ahead for smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app.